If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. And for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, every Wednesday I take a follower submitted situation and ask you know, my bigger audience, what they would do. So we call it, what would you do Wednesday? And a few weeks ago, we had a situation all about mental health. And I'm going to go ahead and read the situation because that's really what kind of sparked the idea for this episode. My ex was dealing with some mental health issues, preventing him from being able to commit fully. I was vocal about my needs and wants, and he was aware that he wasn't meeting them. He kept saying that he would start working on his mental health issues and it would happen soon, but there wasn't any progress. We had an amazing time together and both could see a future together. So the question was, can someone who is struggling with anxiety, depression, low self-esteem be in a relationship while seeking treatment? So that's one thing. And then the other question is, should we get back together in hopes of an amazing relationship, even though my needs aren't met, which that's kind of a separate issue. But this episode or that situation really sparked a lot of DMs of people saying, I'm going through the same thing. My ex broke up with me because of their mental health issues. So This has always been a topic that had been on my mind, but it made me realize that it really needs its own dedicated episode because unfortunately, I guess fortunately or unfortunately, mental health is much more at the forefront now, which I think is amazing, but mental health issues are also rampant around us. So I think it's something that really needs addressing. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. And There are so many different situations when it comes to this, and I'm going to do my best to cover as many as possible, but I do need to say disclaimer-wise, I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. If you are someone who just struggles with their mental health, 
I highly recommend that you seek the appropriate help with a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whatever that looks like for you, because this is not something that you should tackle on your own. And I promise it's not something that you're ever going to solve by listening to a podcast episode. So I want to get that out of the way. I also want to say there is absolutely no shame in struggling with mental health. I have very much struggled with my mental health, with substance abuse issues, anxiety, ADHD. I have been on medication for things in the past. So again, absolutely no shame if you do struggle with that, if you're on medication for that. I think that should be celebrated if you're doing something to address mental health. So... I quickly wanted to, you know, share my experience in terms of mental health and relationships and breakups. You know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I have been sober for nine years. So I am in recovery from alcoholism and drug addiction, which very much is a mental health disease. And that before getting sober, it you know, I had, it was an issue in pretty much every relationship that I had, romantic or not. It was an issue in my relationship with my family. It was an issue in my romantic relationships. So when there is mental health issues present, whether it's an addiction, depression, anxiety, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, it's impossible to not have it impact the relationship in some way. Now, there are obviously a lot of people who struggle with mental health that are in really beautiful, high-functioning relationships. But again, it's something that if it's if it's present, it is going to impact the relationship in some way. I think I always like to tell, you know, people because I think people have asked me, like, is there anything that would have gotten you sober sooner? I know my parents asked me that. Is there anything we could have said or done that would have caused you to, like, seek help sooner? And the answer to that is always no. You know, love is not enough to cure a mental health issue. No one could have loved me out of my addiction, It was never that a partner wasn't enough. It was just that my addiction was so strong that love couldn't solve it. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is if they loved me enough, they would get treatment. If they loved me enough, they would go to therapy. If they loved me enough, they would take their medication. And that's just not not the case when you're dealing with something And this is how it is with all mental health stuff. It's usually a a chemical imbalance in the brain. So you're fighting with your own brain. You know, they say like mental health issues are the only disease that your brain tells you you don't have. So it's just really not that simple. And I think if you're someone who's listening that just has never dealt with it, it is important to know that there is no amount of like acts of service or signs of love that you could give a partner to heal them. Like there's no one person powerful enough to heal someone else. So I think that's like a really important point to to start off with is just knowing that it wasn't that you didn't do enough to like help pull your partner out of that. That was really the case with me when I was in my, you know, toxic relationship 
at 18, the man that I was with really knew that I had an issue with with drugs and alcohol, and he did the best he could to control, quote unquote, control the issue. Like, if we put it this way, that partner of mine had total control over my life. He got to decide what, how I dressed, who I hung out with, who I spoke to, who I didn't speak to, what I ate. Like this man had so much control over me, but he could not control my drinking. Like if we put it that way, that's pretty wild to think about. He would tell me, okay, we're going to go to a neighbor's barbecue. You can only have two drinks. And I would say, okay, okay, yeah, I'll do whatever. And I would go to that barbecue and I would have two drinks. And then I would say that I needed to grab a jacket from our house and I would go in and I would sneak extra drinks and obviously then would be acting way drunker than just having two drinks. And he would say what happened and I would lie. And it was just, he could not control my drinking. He could control any other aspect of my entire life, but he could not control my drinking because the addiction was so, so strong. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's wild when we think about it. You know, I had my parents literally crying to me asking, why can't you just stop drinking after a drink or two? And why can't you just stop? I had my little brother asking, Kendra, why can't you just stop? And you know, the thing is like, I didn't have the answer, but I just knew that I wasn't, I wasn't willing to stop for anyone. And, you know, that continued to wreak havoc on friendships. And, you know, I was pretty much incapable of having a romantic relationship at a certain point because, you know, I mean, it's like hard to be in a relationship with someone who, who has you know, who was constantly blacking out drinking and lying and going behind the other person's back and and all of those things. So all that to say is I definitely have experience being the person who is struggling. And because I have that experience, I do think I can offer the perspective. That's not to say that any of my behavior was necessarily okay. It was not okay that I hurt my parents. It was not okay that I lied. But just to say, like, when I look back on it, it wasn't really me at my core. It was a disease that I was dealing with and that I was, you know, able to get help with and be accountable for and do the work to get better. But there was no person that could have done it for me. Like, no boyfriend, no spouse could have ever said, you need to get sober for me. I had to finally decide that I was going to get sober for me. So, that is my story for whatever it's worth. But now in, you know, my life being sober, you know, I've been in the same relationship for quite some time now, but I used to work in a substance abuse facility. I've worked in mental health. I've worked in the field. So it's still very much a part of my life, you know, and I know a lot of people in recovery, I have family members that are a part of it. So it's still something that I deal with on a regular basis. Like how do you deal with someone who is struggling with mental health? So we're going to start off by, you know, cause like I said, there's a lot of different scenarios in this. So what if 
your ex was the one that had mental health issues. And this is going to apply to what if they broke up with you because of their mental health issues, or what if you had to leave your ex because of their mental health issues. So let's start with if your ex left because of their mental health issues. I know some people will say, well, I would have supported them through all of that. And I have no doubt that you wouldn't, you know, it's, I think if someone says, I have to go take care of myself, I think it's easy to say, well, why won't you let me help you? Why won't you let me stay like with you through it? And it's a lot harder on the surface than it seems. It might take some time for them to actually, you know, be able to figure out what works for them in terms of taking care of themselves. And they might have the realization that they're really hurting their partner and it hurts them too much to hurt their partner. So it's easier for them to just kind of walk away and how do I say this? Like, only hurt themselves, which is something that I definitely did at the end of my drinking. I would rather, I wanted to isolate because I didn't want to hurt anyone. I just wanted to say like, well, I'm only hurting me in the end. So there's a lot of different reasons why someone will say, hey, I can't be in this relationship. I need to go fix myself. I need to go work on myself. It actually is really hard to dive fully into getting the help you need while still maintaining a relationship because it is really time consuming. You know, when I got sober, I was going to treatment program every night. I was going to 12 step meetings every single day. And I did try being in a relationship in the beginning of my sobriety. And honestly, the person I was with called me out for not spending time with them because I was only going to meetings and I was so focused on my sobriety. And that didn't feel good to me. I didn't want to, I knew I needed help. When I got to the point where I knew that I needed help, I had to throw myself completely in. And I knew that if I had someone making me feel guilty about it, it was going to be really, really hurtful to my recovery. So it is really hard to balance both those things. Can it be done? Yes. But you don't necessarily know it can be done at the time. So it is really important that they throw themselves into therapy. And it, it does, it takes a lot of alone time with like self-reflection and journaling and reading and, and doing all of those things. And it might take a lot of support from being around their friends. So I don't think we can really say like, you can balance both. You can be in a relationship with me and go get help because we don't really know what that's going to look like yet. So And again, I know I say this in a lot of episodes, but none of this is to necessarily, if your ex treated you poorly or didn't deal with the breakup in the right way, this is not to give them a pass. This is just, again, offering perspective. So if that's the reason your ex broke up with you, that could be why. Again, there's a million different reasons. I can't go through all of them, but that's the biggest one that I see. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. 
Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. If you're someone that had to leave your ex because of their mental health, because it had such a bad impact on you, it's okay. Like you did what you had to do. I will validate your actions for you because I know how hard it can be to be with someone who is struggling so bad, but either won't get the help that they need or maybe just uses their struggles as an excuse to not treat you well. And that's not okay. We can have empathy for someone who is struggling with a disease, but that doesn't mean that we have to stick around them while they treat us badly. If you set boundaries, if you said, this is what I need from you, this is how I deserve to be treated, I need you to respect me, and then they don't do that or they continue to hurt you or they say, I'll go to therapy next week and then next week just never, like that time never comes. You can still love someone, but decide that you need to take yourself out of that situation for your own mental health. Just because someone is struggling with their mental health doesn't mean that your mental health means nothing. It doesn't at all. And honestly, sometimes the best thing that you can do for someone who is struggling is to walk away. And just because you walked away and maybe they said that really hurts them or you know, a lot of times they'll try to blame you and say like that you're making it so much worse for them because you ended the relationship. How do I say this nicely? It's really not your fight to fight, if that makes sense. So let's say I was with someone who struggled with depression and because of that depression, they treated me really poorly. They didn't show up for me. They never wanted to spend time with me. They never wanted to talk to me. And you know, they said, I'm going to go to therapy. I know I'm not being a good partner to you, but I will get help or I'm trying and really they're not doing anything. And then I decide, you know what? I can't sacrifice my life to be in a relationship with someone who won't get help. And then they try saying to me, 
you're the reason I'm depressed. I can't believe that you're going to abandon me in a time of need. All of those guilt trip type sayings. At the end of the day, that's not my fault. I supported them as much as I could with what I was capable of. But at a certain point, I love the saying like, you cannot work harder than someone else at them getting help. So I can't work harder than a partner is doing for their mental health. It's something they have to put in the work to do it. You can't be their therapist. You can't be their psychologist. You can't be their psychiatrist. All you can do is be a partner. And if they're not being a good partner back to you, it's okay for you to walk away. And I know there's this temptation when they give you those kind of guilt trip things to say, oh, I'll still be there for you. And you still want to pick up the phone and you don't want to like truly cut ties because you feel bad and you don't want to continue to hurt them. That ultimately is hurting them more because you're giving them that crutch. Sometimes like for me, what I needed, I needed the floor ripped out from underneath me for me to go get help. And if I still had like the one person who was, you know, kind of, what will I say, like co-signing my stuff, if I still had that one person, like I might not have gotten the help when I needed it. So trust me, like people will grasp onto any person that will support them. And sometimes they don't get the help until there's nothing left. So again, if you had to end a relationship because your ex was struggling with mental health, it's okay. Like that was very valid. And it's okay if you did cut ties with them. It's none of this is your fault. Again, and it's not because you didn't love them enough. It's not because you weren't supportive enough. It's just because they have to go deal with this, not on their own, but within their own support system that doesn't necessarily involve you. And another caveat here is let's say you break up with someone because of their mental health stuff, they go get treatment and then they say, I want to get back together. I'm all better. I went to therapy. I'm seeing a therapist. You have no obligation to get back with them. And that's, you know, again, not to be mean, but you don't have an obligation to go back just because they did get that help. Because in that time, you have no idea what kind of growth you've gone through, what kind of changes have been made. And it could just be that the relationship has run its course. So if someone comes back, you have no obligation to get back together with them. And then the last scenario that I want to go through is what if you were the one that was struggling with your mental health and then your ex left because of that? Obviously, it's a hard scenario to deal with. It can cause a lot of guilt and shame of thinking, if only I was stronger, if only I had dealt with my depression, anxiety, whatever mental health struggle you're going through. The thing is, as much as I know you want to blame yourself and as much as you're probably in a rush to go to therapy and go back to your ex and say, look, I fixed it. I'm willing to work on it. I want to heal. I'm sorry for what I did. Like I said earlier in the episode, it's not your ex's obligation to get back together with you just because you're then addressing the issue. And again, this is not to be mean. That's just how things work. And it just always comes back to this thing, like if the relationship was meant to be, it would be. And there are people that even when you are struggling with mental health, like they will walk through it with you because the relationship is meant to be. So if you're thinking like, oh my God, I ruined the best relationship I ever had because 
of my mental health issues. It was all my fault. Don't try to focus on the blame. You can focus on grieving the relationship and you can focus on the feelings of loss and you can heal all of those things. But instead of putting your energy into trying to prove yourself to your ex, just focus on healing yourself. Just focus on you and your and improving your own mental health. And just remember that at some point in the future, like you will meet someone and all of this will make sense. It will all make sense as to why that relationship didn't work out. It will make sense. And you know, I've come to look at my mental health struggles as a strength of mine and as part of my story. And I'm really glad that in fact like ruined a couple relationships because of my mental health stuff because then it wouldn't have allowed me to be in the relationship that I am now. I wouldn't have the child that I have now had it not been for that stuff. So it's hard to kind of just put the solution in the future like that, but you just have to trust that you didn't ruin your last chance at anything. It's something that it wasn't going to work anyway. If it didn't work, it wasn't going to work anyway. And you just have to continue to remember that. So just take the, that energy again and focus it on on therapy or seeing a psychiatrist or going to support group or going into a treatment program if that's something that you need. But, but just remember like the last thing you need right now is guilt. Guilt is enough to make any mental health issue worse. And so you have to set that aside and you have to just work on healing and it's okay to feel the loss, but you can't harp on that too much. So I want to end the episode with kind of a lightning round of questions. I put a question box on my stories and you guys sent in so many questions, a lot of which I did address in the episode, but I have a list of some that I didn't necessarily address. So I'm just going to kind of rattle these off. So the first one is, what if your ex can't see their mental health issue? That can be really frustrating because it can start to like, then you start doubting is it true? Do they really have it? You can't make someone see their issue. You can't make someone see their addiction. You can't make someone see that they have an issue. It's something that they have to go through on their own. So again, as much as you want to like hold up a mirror and be like, look at yourself, look what you're doing, we can't do that. So again, it's either you have to, you either have to exit because it's too painful for you or you have to like be patient and wait for them to see it, which can be really hard on your mental health. So again, you're not obligated to do that. Is narcissism a mental health disorder? Again, I'm not a professional on this. However, I would say that it, it probably is a mental health disorder. However, according to the amazing Dr. Jamie Zuckerman, who I've had on the podcast multiple times, it's pretty agreed upon in the mental health community that narcissism is not necessarily something that you can heal from. So I would definitely not wait around. If your narcissistic ex tells you that they're going to therapy, I would not hold your breath and I would not wait around. I would exit that relationship. Is it possible to get back together after mental health issues have resolved themselves? Yes, it is. But again, it's typically if that were to happen, it's not because either person waited around for the other one. It's just something where the relationship was meant to be and two people were brought back together. So yes, it is possible. But I, again, I'm a big advocate of never, ever, 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 ever wait around for an ex and especially don't wait around if you're hoping for a particular outcome for them to if you're waiting around and hoping that your ex goes to therapy and heals themselves and then realizes that 
you were the person that they were supposed to be with and you're kind of waiting for that particular outcome, it's not healthy for you and it's also not healthy for them because they need to go into treatment or into their work like, okay, my goal in therapy is to get back together with this person. Your goal in therapy is I am going to work on myself. I'm going to focus on me and I will be okay with what that outcome is. Are you allowed to ask for your needs to be met when your partner has a mental health issue? Yes. And it's like, I know for people that are struggling with addiction, it's like, oh, I don't want to stress the other person out and cause them to relapse. That's obviously something like that you can be considerate of and you don't want to be like overbearing or anything like that on someone who is struggling. But are you allowed to ask for time? Are you allowed to ask to be treated nicely? (laughs) Like, yes, you're allowed to do all of those things. And again, if you, you shouldn't not have your needs met or you shouldn't not be able to ask for your needs for an extended period of time just because someone has, is struggling with their mental health. And this is kind of leads into the next question, but is mental health an excuse for bad behavior like cheating? So let's say X was an alcoholic and when they were drunk, they went out and slept with someone else is like if they come back and say, I'm sorry, I was drunk. I know I need help. I'm an alcoholic. I would say it's not, no, it's not an excuse. And even though someone is struggling with something, they still need to be accountable for their actions. So maybe you can look at it and say it was the alcohol that drove that. But at the end of the day, like they do, they're still in a relationship and they're not allowed to disrespect their partner in that way. And then the last two are kind of paired together, but why shouldn't I wait for someone to get help? You shouldn't wait because, again, like I said, you don't really know the outcome of when someone is going to get help. It's kind of one of those things like when I got sober, I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. And if I made any plans based on what I thought the outcome was going to be, I would have been very off. So if you don't know if someone is going to, you know, need a couple months of therapy or if someone is, you know, whether it's like a year's journey that they need to go down, you just don't know and you can't base something off of that. And it's also not fair for you to put your life on hold and you to put your needs on hold for someone else. And then the second one is someone asked, how does in sickness and in health come into play with mental illness? So, you know, when the marriage vows, like in sickness and in health, you're supposed to stick by that person. Mental health is a little tricky because, yes, it's a disease, but it's also, like I said, it's it's a disease like that your mind kind of plays tricks on you for. So let's talk about this in like a physical, let's talk about this in a physical form. Let's say that your partner, your spouse gets diagnosed with, let's say diabetes. They get diagnosed with diabetes. This might be a poor example because I don't know a ton about diabetes, but let's say that that happened and they, you know, they go to the doctor, they get their treatment plan, they have to take, they have to take insulin, they have to monitor their blood sugar, all of the things. They get home and they say, you know what? I don't think I trust the doctor. I think I'm fine, but I'm just not going to take the medication. And because of that, you are dealing with someone who is in really poor health, has to go to the emergency room a lot because they're not monitoring, they're not taking care of themselves, and they're always complaining, they're always tired, they lay in bed a lot, so they're not able to to get your needs met. 
So it just makes them like a pretty poor partner and because they're just not getting the help that they need. That happens a lot with mental health and I don't think we realize that. Someone will say, oh, I need to get sober and they go to treatment and they start going to meetings and they stop going to meetings and then they say, you know what, I think I'm fine. I think that was just a phase. I know how to drink now. And then, you know, then they become a bad partner again. So it's kind of this thing where it's like, yes, you want to stick with someone if they're doing everything that they can to get help and they're still being respectful to you. But if someone is being rude, being mean, being disrespectful, your needs aren't being met, they aren't doing anything to help themselves, you're the only one doing something to help them, that's not fair. That's not fair in a relationship. So you need to look at it like that. It's not an excuse just because someone has mental health issues. And yeah, if you know, if your partner came to you and said, I just got back from therapy and I and I have clinical depression, and you say, Uh, oh, peace, I'm out. Like that's one thing. That's not okay. But if, you know, someone if they find out they have depression, they, you know, don't do anything about it, they continue to, you know, do the things that are disruptive to you and your relationship. It's a whole whole other animal. So I had a lot more questions, but I am definitely running out of time in this episode. So maybe we will do a part two on this. But just know mental health is, is normal. Whatever you have to do to take care of yourself is the most important thing. So whether that is you have to exit a relationship to take care of your mental health, you had to leave a relationship because someone else's mental health was negatively impacting you. There are, again, so many different scenarios, but it's it's a matter of like, you can't take it personal when someone does that. You can't make it about you and say, I wasn't enough. I didn't love them enough. I wasn't a good enough partner. Otherwise, they would have been okay. That's just not how that works. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson from this episode. So yeah, so that is my long form podcast on mental health and it comes to breakups. I had no idea there was this much to talk about on it, but clearly there is. So if you are someone who is struggling with their mental health, again, I highly recommend finding a therapist, finding a psychologist, finding a psychiatrist. There is no shame. There is no shame in asking for help. There is no shame in taking medication. There is no shame for someone if you need to go to 12-step or a treatment program, an inpatient treatment program. There is so much strength in being able to, to overcome something like that. So again, you're not alone. And I will see you guys next week on another episode. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones. And the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.